Hello and welcome to episode 53 of Should I Wish Someone Told Me, Boundaries 101. I am your host, John Renee, and I'm here for two reasons right now. Number one is to let you know what you can expect in today's episode, and number two, to explain the duration, because if you didn't notice, and I'm sure that you probably did, she's a little bit longer than the typical duration that you have come to know and expect when it comes to should I wish someone told me episodes. And so let's take it from the top, the things that you can expect in this conversation today. Um, This is a conversation that therapeutic coach Shannon Dyerly joined me to have on Boundaries 101. And this is a really broad conversation. There's a lot of information here. And we wanted to really support you with some foundational things that you need to know that you can apply to all boundaries. You might hear us mention throughout the conversation, oh, well, yesterday, and, you know, some people said this, and, you know, we had some feedback on that, because Instagram deleted our damn video, y'all, like, I cannot. So, this cannot keep happening. This is like week two of technical problems, and so just wanted to let you know if you hear us speak to that, then that is what we're referring to. Um, if you hear us mention anything about yesterday or any of the um, audience comments and questions, because we had a lot of awesome feedback and we had a lot of awesome you know, questions from people. And so thank you to anyone and everyone who tuned in and who shared your responses. Thank you for everyone, um, to everyone who responded to the polls for this week. You all had a lot to say, and it was really awesome to hear about your experiences and to be able to curate our conversation today based on what you shared with us so that we can support you that much more powerfully. The second thing that I want to speak to is the duration of this conversation. This is, like I said, the re-record. Shannon and I recorded it by ourselves and we thought that, oh, this would be something that would make it a bit shorter. It in fact was not. It was actually longer. And, you know, I don't think that we could have given you as much value and information as we do in this conversation had it not been that long. So this is really something that I recommend listening to maybe in halves or on, you know, one and a half speed or two X if that works for you, because there's no part in this that I would suggest skimming over. Um, In fact, I would suggest listening to it so that you can do so in a way that enables you to slow down and digest what it is that we are saying. And so that's what I have to share with you about today's conversation. And without making this any longer, I'm going to go ahead and let you get into it. Enjoy. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Shit I Wish Someone Told Me, a weekly series of educational conversations where my guests and I talk about all of the shit that we wish someone would have told us at one point or another, all of which relate back to the most important topic of all, you, and figuring out who that person is, how to accept that person, how to even love that person, so that you can live the life that you want and be confident in who you are. I am your host, evidence-based certified life coach, John Renee, and I help you do just that by sharing all of these things with my guests. And I do that using evidence-based techniques and brain science to help you create sustainable changes that will far surpass anything that you're going to learn in those quick fixes, right? So what we are going to be doing today 
is having a conversation about Boundaries 101. And my guest that is joining us is Shannon of power.place.purpose on Instagram. And in this conversation, we're going to be focusing specifically on the things that you need to know in order to successfully create healthy boundaries in every relationship, right? And our goal today is going to be focusing on clarifying what the word boundaries even means, because let's be honest, it's a buzzword these days. We're going to teach you the four main problems that we see when it comes to boundaries and working with our clients and their solutions so that you don't have to fall victim to those. And we're also going to be giving you tangible action steps so that you know exactly what to do when it comes to creating and enforcing the boundaries that work for you. As a side note, but also a main note, we want to note that this is a massive topic, right? When you think of the top domains of your life, you need boundaries in all of them. And that includes your professional life, that includes your personal life, your romantic relationships, your platonic relationships, your family, like anything from your boss to your mechanic. And so we are going to have separate conversations that go more in depth and actually give you the language around, you know, what you can say in those specific, more niched um, relationships. But today we're going to be giving you the foundational education that you need in order to effectively navigate all the relationships. And so think of this as your intro class to boundaries, right? Kind of like the, the prereq, if you will, to actually getting into the minutia of each of those specific relationships. So that's what you can expect today in Boundaries 101. Without further ado, let me introduce you to our guest. This is Shannon. Shannon is a therapeutic coach and she combines her master's degree in counseling with her life coaching certification to help clients reach their goals. Shannon focuses on self-love as a foundational piece for growth and change because she's experienced firsthand the difference loving, accepting, and valuing yourself makes in your life. When you work with Shannon, you can expect to have a safe place to explore and challenge your beliefs and lots of practical ways to get you where you want to be. <laughs> you can find her online at powerplacepurpose.com and also on Instagram again, at power.place.purpose. And we are so grateful that she is here. I'm so grateful to be here. And this is in, indeed a massive topic. So I'm really glad that we're taking time to lay some foundational information out for people so that then when we continue this conversation, that we're all starting from this even playing field, Yeah. right? Of this is what this means. This is what that means and um, how it shows up in your life. Yeah. So thanks for having me. This is an yeah. important thing to talk about. Yes. And, you know, whenever we were going to have this conversation, the reason we decided to break it down and start with this baseline foundation is because, you know, you, you can't run before you know how to crawl kind of a thing. And mm -hmm. when it comes to boundaries, like there are so many foundational key pieces to make sure that you're setting yourself up for success. And we want to make sure that you have those so that in future episodes, we can always refer you back to here just in case you need a refresher or just in case you need to, you know, get those basics in and really understand what they are, because we're going to be speaking specifically on those like higher levels, if you will, in the future conversations. And so um, what you can expect today is going to be chock full of valuable information that is applicable to all boundaries. Um, and we will even actually get into like some case studies so that you can see what that looks like in real time. Yeah. So is there anything else that you'd like to add before we get started today? No, I think that's perfect. I think if, if you all just sort of take this in and give yourself a chance to 
either learn or reformulate some of your ideas around boundaries, then what we talk about in the future will, will make sense and will be even more applicable to you. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, let's get to it. Shandy, okay. What is some shit that you wish someone would have told you about boundaries? <laughs> so many things. So many things. First of all, I have to say, I didn't even know that boundaries like existed, right? Like I literally didn't know I had choices. So I didn't know how to say yes or no, or tune in to that voice inside of me that was reacting to the things that were put on me. So the first thing I would say is I wish someone told me that I had choice, right? Yeah. And, and showed me how to make those choices because boundaries are really about that, right? What, what is that voice inside of you that's responding to a situation or an experience or an interaction, whatever it might be, and giving you some information uh-huh. about how it feels to you, right? Does it feel like it matches something inside of you or does it feel like it doesn't? Is there a disconnect or a connect? And then what do you do with that? So that was the first thing that I was like, ooh, when I learned about boundaries, I was like, oh, that explains a lot yeah. in my life, right? Um, the second thing I, I wish someone ta- taught me, because once I learned about them, I also had a little bit of baggage, or I could say a lot of baggage, around like speaking up for myself and not of pleasing course. people all the time, right? And so I wish someone t- taught me that they, it didn't mean I was being a bitch, or I was being mean or nasty or anything. Um, that when I communicate my needs or my feelings or whatever with respect and honesty, that that that's okay, right? Yeah. It's not bad to have a boundary. It's not a judgment on anyone else when you express a boundary. So that's the second thing. And then the third thing is that um, there are two parts to a boundary. It's not just saying like, um, I don't work past five. It's <clears throat> the second part, which is, what is the enforcement of that boundary? So if you're continually asked to work past five and you've already said, I can't, what do you do? How do you continue to drive that message into the experience or the situation, right? And so there's two parts. And I think a lot of us forget about the second part or shy away from it because we're afraid, right? Of the conflict or the challenge or the reaction that might come, which is valid. Yeah, it's super yeah. valid because that happens. You shy away from it, I feel, because like you don't want your like second option to happen to be perceived as, you right. know, this confrontational or not nice or bitchy or whatever, you know, adjective you want to use. You don't want to be perceived as this nasty or mean person for not being able to or for for saying no. Um, right. Whenever you actually do follow through on it. Yeah. Those yeah. Are super important. Agreed. What about you? What is, what is some shit you wish people told you about boundaries? So we're going to, this is, this is kind of a uh, spoiler alert going into our first problem with boundaries. And that's this, that I, I didn't know what they were like my mm-hmm. idea. So you didn't know that they existed. And we've talked about this in our sneak peek. I own the direct opposite. Didn't know what they were in the sense that I thought it was like a hard line in the sand. Like do not pass go, do not collect $200 oh, you can't, you know, meet this, meet this boundary of mine. All right. Well, you're done. You're fired. Like you're out. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> mm-hmm. we can't be friends anymore. And so I got really good at cutting people off. And I thought that that was healthy. I thought that that was me advocating for my needs. 
And I didn't recognize that that was really a way of me pushing away people and Mm -hmm. avoiding discomfort. And so my, some shit I wish someone told me about boundaries is that um, they're not always these hard lines in the sand. They can be, Mm -hmm. sometimes we need them to be, but that's not what they are all of the time. And Mm -hmm. that there's so many different ways that they can show up you know, a boundary that I have with you might not be the same boundary I have with my partner. Right. We're going to talk more about what that looks like in, you know, a bit, but just the notion of like what boundaries are and what they also are not was this, you know, misinterpreted concept for me. And so, Mm -hmm. yeah, I just wish that someone would have been like, Hey, see what you're doing. (laughs) Kudos for, you know, staking your claim and like you know advocating for yourself and at the same time let's look a little bit deeper like why are you cutting people off like why is that your go-to like you know how does that serve you because at the Mm -hmm. time I was like it did you know like f you know f all the things that like don't serve me but also that's a very limited perspective because it didn't open the door for collaboration and connection and community and it was really isolating. Yeah. And I did not recognize that at the time. Um, it wasn't until years later when I'm sitting here telling you some shit I wish someone told me. Um, <laughs> I mean, I've known it for several years at this point, but it wasn't until, yeah, I realized, like you said, like kind of this moment of like, oh, and yeah. it wasn't any one thing. It was just kind of like a realization over time. And so, um, yeah, yeah, just in a nutshell, like, what they actually are and what they actually aren't is what I yeah. wish someone would have told me about boundaries. I love that. And I want to add to that, that <clears throat> I think a lot of times we think of a boundary as this, this, this absolute, right. Which you were talking about. And I think you said something really important when you, when you talked about when someone didn't respect a boundary, your go-to was to cut them off. So your boundary was one thing, but your, your enforcement was always the same thing. Yep it was done, right? And I want to remind people that the boundary can be the same for a bunch of different people, but because your relationships or your experiences or your contexts are different, the enforcement of those can look different, yeah. right? You don't have one thing that always has this other reaction. Maybe, maybe there is one thing, right? Like I have a deal breaker, right? Maybe we can talk about that at some point, but overall, I just wanted to point that out because I thought that was really interesting the way you said it. Um, and we'll, we'll be able to explore that uh, as we keep talking. Yeah. I first definitely want to turn back to that because I do think that that's important. And I think that also it's important. Um, and I shared this on, on the sneak peek, like how I, I realized like, Oh, maybe that's not good. Um, because it wasn't anything that I, like someone directly said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I mean, I got to go ahead and say it. So yeah, I was dating someone and they were like, you know, it's really scary how you can just like cut people off. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, isn't that healthy? Like, that's what I thought about mm-hmm. him. Like, I thought I was doing good. Yeah. And, you know, not to shame myself, but like, I was just doing the best that I could with what I knew at the time. And so, yeah, it, it takes, so again, that, you know, speaks to the importance of connection and having people in your lives and, you know, having people who will call you on your bullshit and acknowledge like, Hey, that's, that's kind of concerning that you you are just cutting everyone off. Like, 
what happens when no one else is there? And it was then that I was just kind of like, oh, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, oh. which is why I really wish we had a different term. Because I think when you think of a boundary, you think of this dividing line. Like, where do you yeah. see boundaries? On maps, on roads, whatever. It's like this, this specific, really um, obvious place from which you cross um, one spot to another. And you maybe even there's a checkpoint, right? Where you have to prove you're allowed to go from one place to another. From, yeah, we can pass know, country or something. Right. Yeah. And, and in reality, in life, um, and as we apply this concept, it's, it's much more nuanced than that. Yeah. Um, it's not really to me, if we're using a healthy boundary, I want, I want us to all consider that it could be a rigid line that we need to enforce our deal breaker, but it could also be what I find much more helpful. Think of it as a bridge. Mm. Think of it, or think of it as maybe there's a wall, but there's a door that we can open and show people what's on Ooh. the other side. I love that. Okay. 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 I love that. So, and yeah, that we're going to get more into exactly like what boundaries are and aren't in just one second. But first I did want to share um, what some shit is that you, the listeners and viewers had to say, and thank you mm-hmm. for the responses. I love all of them. Um, so some shit that you wish someone would have told you about boundaries is First of all, and I want you to pay attention, see if you notice a theme within what I'm about to say. So one person said that they are necessary to have healthy relationships. Someone else said boundaries are essential to self-worth and Mm self-love. Someone else said it's okay to have them. Boundaries define us and who we are. Mm -hmm. Someone else said boundaries are not selfish. Someone else said that you don't have to justify your personal boundaries to anyone. Someone else said, "Love that one, right? Yeah. Um, it is. It isn't something to be used in a rude or weaponized fashion or as an excuse. The word has become a buzzword, and like every other buzzword or concept misused, quote unquote, for evil." Mm-hmm. Someone else said, and "This makes me like, yes. Um, <laughs> I just wish we didn't typically have to learn their importance the hard way." Winky face. Oh, I know. Me too. <laughs> yeah, hashtag same. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, and then someone else shared that I can set them without getting fired, did so today and it went great. So congratulations, kudos to you for advocating for your needs and having success with that. Um, and then someone else said, be unapologetic about it. Sometimes quote unquote, sorry, means it's okay to push. It's not. And so, yeah, what theme did you notice? Like, I just want you to consider and like, you know, Shannon, what themes did you notice? Like, as we were going through that, I noticed one, like, uh, well, a couple, a couple main ones. <laughs> well, I think some of them relate back to what I, some of the things I wish someone told me, right. Which is like, it doesn't mean anything bad to express your needs mm-hmm. and to tune into those things and share them in a relationship because they're not necessarily going to have a bad impact, right? They're not necessarily, they are not a reflection of you being any kind of way other than communicative and seeking connection. Um, And they're, they're necessary. We all need them. We all need them. What did you, what did you tune into? I tuned into the fact that everyone is saying that it's okay to have them, Mm -hmm. like that they're not selfish at which again, is a way of saying that like, Hey, it's okay. Like, obviously I feel 
I mean, I will speak for this person, but obviously if someone is wishing that someone would have told them the boundaries aren't selfish, that's telling me that they felt some kind of way about the fact that, you know, they, they would have them. And so again, yeah, just knowing that it's okay to have boundaries is the theme, one thing that I saw. And the other that I saw in here is like you mentioned that it's necessary. Once you learn the value and the power of having a boundary and how to actually successfully implement or enforce, if you will, a boundary, then it's something where you're like, why haven't I been doing this all along? Like it really, and I use this term the other day, revolutionizes your relationships, not only with yourself, but also with others. Um, yes. And I think oftentimes we do it for, you know, an improvement in relationships with others, but it actually ends up making a huge difference for the way in which we relate to ourselves um, and how we feel about who we are and like being confident in that person. Because when you have these boundaries and this is, we're going, we're about to segue, when you have (laughs) boundaries um, and you understand what they truly are, then they really serve you. And so, Yeah. yeah. Um, so let's talk about the four main problems, shall we? Okay, let's do it. All right. So we're going to go over what each of them are. Um, the first of the problems that we see is that, uh, people have a misconception about what boundaries even are. Like I Mm -hmm. shared, um, like Shannon, you know, she thought that they were something that would make her, you know, come across as nasty or mean, like everyone shared in their own personal experiences. They feel like they're kind of these icky things that like they shouldn't Mm -hmm. necessarily have. And so that's the first problem. Um, the second problem is that, even when you know what a boundary is, it's oftentimes difficult for people to figure out what boundary works for them. Like mm-hmm. a lot of times we see, oh, this boundary works for that person. Like let you know, I should do that with my life, but that might not have the same impact or effect or even necessity based right. on like where you are in your life. And so great. It works for the other person, but it's also vital that you figure out what works for you. And so mm-hmm. that's the second problem. You know what they are, but you, you don't know how to figure out ones that serve you right here and right now. The third problem that we see is that even if you know all that other stuff, you know what they are, you know what your boundaries or what boundaries serve you the most, you don't actually enforce them. Mm-hmm. And you don't actually take you know, the follow through to implement them, um, which we kind of alluded to a bit earlier. And you know, oftentimes I feel that that's because people don't know how, and that's again, not your fault. Um, like me cutting everyone off. That's how I thought I was supposed to do it. And so we're going to touch base on that. Um, And then also the fourth problem is even when you do all that stuff, you know what the boundaries are, you know what your boundaries are, and you actually, you know, follow through and enforce them. Like you got that part figured out. Most people aren't prepared for the response that others are going to give them. Because if you have been living your life with no boundaries, and then suddenly you start to enforce them, certain people are going to feel some kind of way. And so you need to be prepared for what that way is, or can actually kind of, you know, be a detriment and like slingshot you back in the sense that like you become fearful of boundaries. You weren't respecting, or excuse me, you weren't expecting that response. So those are the four main problems that we see. Um, And we've kind of started touching on it first, but let's break them each down just so that everyone has a good understanding of what we're talking about and what that solve is. Um, and so we can kind of talk through it in that sense. So let's take it from the top. What, um, you know, the misconception is like most people have about what boundaries actually are. Um, mm-hmm. We asked you, viewers and listeners, you know, what do you think a boundary is? And we provided four options, a rule, a dividing line, a suggestion. And I've heard it before, but I'm not really sure. And so 53% 
of you said you think it's a rule. Mm-hmm. 37% said that you think it's a dividing line. And then 5% said you think it's a suggestion. And the remaining five said, um, I've heard of them, but I'm not really sure. And I think that this, your responses are a testament to exactly what, you know, my experience was with boundaries whenever I was like, it's a line in the sand, you know, mm-hmm. like it or leave it kind of a thing. And so I think that, yeah, that speaks to, you know, what we said about like, this is a problem. Like we don't understand what boundaries are. We have this misconception about what boundaries are. And so, you know, like what is a boundary, Shannon? Like <laughs> the million dollar question, the million right? Dollar question. Okay. So a boundary, this is the way I like to define it. Um, I think of my boundaries as a sort of, I'm a metaphorical speaker and I like visuals. So I like to think of it as if they are an instruction manual of you, right? They're, they're this notebook that I can open up um, and say, oh, this kind of experience makes me feel this way. And because of that, maybe I need to share that with someone. Maybe I don't. Um, and when I share that, what I'm hoping the other person to receive from that is information that helps them understand me better. Mm-hmm. And that helps them adjust their behavior because they care about me and they respect me. And then we move forward and we deepen in understanding and we deepen in relation and we deepen in our ability to know each other. Um, a couple of things to note about your instruction manual, okay? It can be different versions based on the context that you're in, right? Yes. Your, your, your boundaries and instructions and awarenesses about yourself, like you mentioned earlier, will be very different for your romantic partner than they will for your boss, right? Um, I mean, other, they they, well, <laughs> well, and maybe they're the one and the same and we have other things to talk about, which is fine, but uh, mom versus sibling, right? Yeah dog, pet versus, um, you know, child, right? There's all sorts of differences. So keep that in mind also, and and that's not wrong, by the way, that's okay. Um, Also keep in mind, there are different types of things that are gonna be in that book, right? There may be like we've referred to a, a, a hard line, right? There are rigid boundaries, but there are also porous boundaries. We'll talk about that a little bit, that You can have a a choice where you say, look, I really need, I value my alone time. My Sundays are sacred. I don't work on Sundays. Um, But if my client calls me and it's an emergency, I will pick up because I understand that he or she respects my boundary and would only call in that situation. Um, so there's ways to give and take on these things because the ultimate goal of the information that's in your instruction manual is to understand each other better, right? So a boundary isn't a wall, okay? It's, it's the door that you can have someone see, walk through and understand that there's a whole different room, right? Inside of you. And that there's stuff that's happening for you in there and that you want them to understand it and know you. Yeah. Um, there's, a, there's a quote, I think a lot of us forget um, uh, that, that ultimately we're, we're built, right? To be in connection mm-hmm. and not just with others, but like you re- mentioned with ourself, right? 
So there's a quote that says boundaries are essentially the way I can love myself and you simultaneously. Um, so I hope that made sense. What, what do you want to define um, boundaries as? I love what you mentioned earlier about like, you know, they, they're a door or like a bridge and they're not this wall that I think a lot of us, myself, I'm speaking for myself and, um, you know, the 53 and 37% of people who were like, it's a rule, it's a dividing line, it's a wall. And I love your, you know, your example of how it's more of a guidebook. Um, I think that, yeah, boundaries are these fluid things that we have a discussion about. They're kind of like prompts, if you will. They're kind of Mm -hmm. like, you know, yeah, this is my user manual, you know, in order for us to set like a healthy relationship, you know, dynamic moving forward. um, This is, these are kind of like the terms and conditions, right? Mm -hmm. And they're flexible. Like you said, we can adjust them. They're going to look different for different people. And, you know, this isn't written, you know, etched in stone this is what's true right now. And it's important that, you know, we communicate that and that I communicate that so that, you know, you, you have insight, like it's really helping someone else um, to show up better for you so that they can, and that you two can have like a healthier relationship together. And something that I always like to say is that, you know, whenever you show up in a way that serves you, you show others how to do it as well. And Mm -hmm. so you are as a byproduct helping others to, oh, well, shit, like I can set boundaries like that. Like, that's what a boundary is. Like, let Mm -hmm. me, let me try that out. Like, I really Mm -hmm. like how this deepened our relationship and our connection, because now I know what works for them and what doesn't. And I feel comfortable enough to ask questions and to not get penalized if I do cross that boundary. Right. Because Mm -hmm. I want to touch on you. So you shared what boundaries are. I want to share what boundaries are not since that was like a big thing for me. And so um, the first thing that I want to touch on that they are not, they're not some kind of ultimatum. Right. Yes. Yeah. Like boundaries are not um, if to use the example about, you know, self time on Sundays um, or downtime on Sundays. It's not like if you call me on Sundays, I'm not going to answer because what that says to someone is kind of like, it puts them in, you know, defensive mode. It basically says like, fuck around and find out. Like if Mm -hmm. you do this thing, then I'm going to penalize you by like not giving you attention. Like that's what Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. So they're not these ultimatums. Um, Even just hearing that language, like it kind of makes me just like, yeah, like, yeah. I want to, I want to, I want to give a little tidbit in there because a boundary is not about controlling the other person. Right right? A boundary isn't the ultimatum or the manipulation or the um, cutoff. Like you didn't do what I wanted you to do, right? You have to serve me. It's not that that's, that's not healthy. That is not an equal relationship. So if you think of it that way, you're, you're setting yourself up for isolation. Yeah. You're setting yourself up for misunderstanding and yeah, what I used to do. Right. Yeah. So, um, just as a side note, right? There's, <clears throat> there is maybe a pitfall when you talk about, oh, I'm gonna tell this person what I need and if they don't get it, right? Or I can use it sort of as a leverage. That's not what we're talking about here. Yeah, We're talking about a give and take and an offering 
Um, and then it's up to that person to do with it what they want. It's not about them. It's about you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. So that's the first thing that boundaries are not. They're not these ultimatums where, like Shannon just shared, you leverage them to control or manipulate the other person or the situation to get what you want. That's not what we're talking about. They are also not statements like, you know, I take a long time on Sundays. What the fuck does that mean? Like, <laughs> that's like passive. Am I supposed to interpret that that means don't reach out? Like, what? Like, that a lot of people think that like, oh, this is, this is the boundary. Like I'm going to say this thing. Everyone gets it. That's pretty vague. Like if you yeah. were to tell me, you know, I don't take calls on Sundays. I'm using this example because Jonna doesn't take calls on Sundays. Um, <laughs> like that's okay. Like what, why are you telling me that kind of a thing? So like, it's vague. It's like, it's not something that again, like creates communication. It kind of like shuts it down. Like there's, mm-hmm. there's no offering, like, you know, how would you, what would you think if I just if I took Sundays to myself, like that's inquiring, that's, you know, you know, inviting the other person in the conversation. That's not you just saying this like statement about like what you're going to do. That's like, I brush my teeth in the morning. It's like, okay. Like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Kind of thing. Um, they're also not begging someone to do your bidding. They're not saying like, Hey, you know, please don't contact me on Sundays because that to me, um, and to most people in the psychological stance just comes across as like this request. And then you feel like, well, I want to honor that request, but like, what if Shannon sh- like shared, like, you know, what if something happens and like, I need to like, but then I have to go back and forth in my head. Well, like, well, they told me, like, they asked me not to bother them. Like wh- uh, what? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it's something where you want to get really clear on what your boundaries are. And so, you know, a better way to phrase that is, you know, Sundays are important to me for my downtime. Like mm-hmm. if something comes up and you need me, I am there 100%, mm-hmm. but just expect that, you know, on Sundays, I'll probably be quiet. Like, don't expect to hear from me on those days, because this is something that um, I like to do for me and part of mm-hmm. like my self-care. And, you know, if there's ever something that comes up, definitely feel free to reach out, but just know that typically, unless, you know, certain special circumstance comes up, that that's my time. And that mm-hmm. is like, oh, okay. Thank you for explaining. Thank you for the heads up and letting me know. And also telling the other person that you're important enough for me and yeah. our relationship is important enough that like, should the need arise, I can, I can reach out to you. Like you're right. not putting up that wall. You're not putting up the isolation. You're very much again, creating that bridge, creating that door. So the right. door that's usually open perhaps might be closed on Sundays but they can still knock. Absolutely. I love that. And as you're talking about this, I'm thinking one of the things I want to point out to people is, you know, this question of where do boundaries come from and and how do you decide on them? And we'll get into, we'll get into this in our next sort of problem that we find, but I want to hone in on it now. Our values, excuse me, our boundaries are a reflection of our values, right? What do we, what do we value for our Sunday, right? What do we value about ourselves, our time, our intimacy, our relationships, our work experience, whatever it is, right? Wherever it shows up um, and it shows up everywhere, what, what we value dictates how we respond to things, mm-hmm. what our emotions are, and then what our needs are, right? And so your values, which come from the beliefs 
and the information you were taught and you're growing up um, are really important to tune into. And just as a side note, know that all of those things can change as you grow and change. They're fluid, right? What you believed, if you were raised a certain way, right? And it's not the way you feel now, that's okay. Like that's good. So your boundaries that worked then don't, aren't the same now because your beliefs and your values are different. Yeah. Yeah. I had to, I had to hone in on that. That was, that was the way you were expressing that. I was like, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. That I appreciate that. That's important to note because yeah, I think a lot of times that's why we have the misconceptions about like, I, I, you know, boundaries are this icky thing because like we did grow up with these beliefs that like, well, if I can't help people out, then like that makes me a bad person. And Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, they really shape how we operate. They really shape our user manual, but you know, oftentimes no one ever, some shit I wish someone told me is like, Hey, exactly what Shannon said. Like you can create your own user manual. You can rewrite that. shit. And so, yeah, that's why we're here. Um, Absolutely. That's the first problem. And, you know, we hope that we kind of shed some light on reframing and redefining what a boundary means. It's really more of a guidebook and, you know, something that can be approached as a collaborative, like fluid experience. Um, and not this hard line in the sand, not saying that that's wrong, right? We're not here to tell anyone like what is right or what's wrong, but we're just inviting you to consider this different perspective and how that would serve you instead of like we spoke about the hard line in the sand, the isolation. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, that is, you know, what the misconception looks like and hopefully some light on a different way of looking at what a boundary is and what it can be. The second problem, let's dive into that. Um, okay. Now that you know what a boundary is, you know, most of the people, a lot of people don't know how to figure out what their boundaries are. And, mm-hmm. you know, you just spoke directly to that. Like we have these beliefs about what they should and shouldn't quote unquote be. Um, so how, how do we do it? How do we figure out what boundaries serve us and not, you know, the person down the street or the Instafluencer or your friend or whomever. <laughs> Instafluencer. Yeah. Well, I think I can speak from my experience and what I've, what I've shared with clients. And that is this, um, the, the best boundaries, the most effective boundaries are the ones that reflect what you really believe and what you really care about. Um, I mentioned that values um, are a big driver there. Um, here's a way to look at it. Tune into what your inner voice is saying. Um, tune into those responses that happen that maybe you haven't been tuning into or that you feel like you're not allowed to share. Um, maybe that's a place that ultimately you will be able to share from. That's what we hope ultimately for you because that's where your relationships will deepen and become more healthy and become more nourishing to you. Uh, but I was, um, I was watching something on Instagram and, and this thing popped up and uh, the question was asked, you know, how do you know, right, that this, that this thing is right for you? How do you know that you're on the right track um, and that you're reflecting your actual self to the people around you and your choices? And the response was, um, there is no inner requirement to abandon yourself when you are on the right path. 
And I thought that was really powerful because a lot of times we make choices to make other people happy or because we believe we're supposed to be a certain type of person or um, everyone wants us to be that person, right? And the closer we get to that direction, the farther away from ourselves we get. And then we feel stressed, anxious, resentful, angry, hurt, misunderstood, lonely. If we slow down enough to start realizing what's really happening, what we're really feeling, what we really believe, what we really value, and give ourselves a chance to connect to those things, then we'll be much clearer on what we actually need. And that's where our boundaries come from. Thoughts? I mean, I just love them. I, I love all of that. <laughs> and yeah, I don't want to get like into the part about like, I, I want to address the part about, yeah, like lean into what you're feeling. Um, but I want to note just as an aside, but like, again, sidebar, main bar, that yeah. that's really scary for people. If yeah. you've never actually felt your feelings, then that can be a very scary thing because research has shown that emotions are just as uncomfortable and painful as like physical pain. Like they, we feel them like on the same kind of a spectrum. And so um, we, you know, that's awesome advice. And like, yes, that's definitely a way to figure out your boundaries and also know that like, if and when you start to do this, it will likely be uncomfortable. Um, and that's what I wish someone had told me because like, if you just think like, all right, let me just, you know, lean in and start feeling my feels. Like if you aren't prepared, if you don't have the self-regulation tools to know to first of all, to, to become aware of like, oh, I'm becoming, you know, agitated and then know what to do with that, then it can really, again, like slingshot you back and like do more harm yes. than good. Yeah. And so yes. um, Shannon and I did an entire episode on the cost of not feeling your feels. And so definitely recommend that if you are that person that you check that out, because we really like we're doing a deep dive into boundaries 101 here. We really do a deep dive into what it looks like to feel your feelings and how to do that safely. Um, and yeah, the cost of what happens when you don't, which Shannon just shared um, the Cliff Notes high level version, which it can really spiral into, you know, these feelings of anxiety, these feelings of low self-esteem, low confidence, shame, um, guilt for not feeling, you know, like as good as it seems to everyone else is. Um, and you don't know why. And so, yeah, we really dive into that. Um, but like Shannon also shared, it's also, it's often because you have abandoned yourself somewhere yeah. and who you are is like on the side of the road while mm -hmm. you're trying to like jump on the bandwagon of what everyone yeah. else is doing. And so sidebar, main bar, um, just yeah. wanted to, to put that note in there because yeah, I, uh, the last thing I want you to do is to start to do this work and find yourself in a position where you feel overwhelmed or stressed out for doing what is in your best interest. And at mm -hmm. the same time, what is like, you're not yet ready or capable or equipped to do. And so yeah. um, we have a lot of the tools and these conversations really do provide them. And so um, this is a, a moment that if the leaning into your feelings and, you know, setting your own boundaries, if like you're ready to do that, then be prepared to know how to navigate what might come up and how to be aware of like, oh shit, some stuff's coming up. 
Yes, um, yes. So yeah, I'm definitely. so glad you said that, Jonna. Thank you because I say these things, and I know number one, they're not simple. Um, I'm I'm giving sort of the foundation, right? But the reality of that is far more complicated, far more challenging, and far more nuanced for for every person because we're all different, right? Yeah. And some of us didn't even learn what feelings were. Yeah. Some of us don't even know how, what name to put, right? Yeah. So, so sidebar, main bar, feelings and emotions are different. A feeling mm-hmm. is what's happening in your body, okay? Your emotion is the belief or the meaning you attribute to that physical feeling, okay? So if you're starting new at this place, remember that and just tune into your body, right? Do you feel shaky? Do you feel happy in your, like, like you're springy, you know, like Tigger, do you feel lethargic, right? Those are starting points to figure out where you're at yeah. in different situations. Yeah. But yes, thank you for saying that, John, are yeah. really important. And then, yeah, knowing how to navigate when you do like feel those things. Like if you feel like sick in the pit of your tummy, like, what do you do? Like what, mm-hmm. what do you do? And that's going to look different for everyone. And so it's important that you know what your self-regulation tools are. And so mm-hmm. I've done trainings on that. Um, if you are interested, we talk more about these concepts, plug. <laughs> and the cost of not feeling your feelings. And that is episode 47 for anyone that is interested in that. So uh, getting back on. Love it. Stop. So getting back on um, the main road, boundaries. Yep. How do we figure out what, you know, what are the boundaries that are true for you? Everything that Shannon said, uh, leaning into like when you're feeling like really good, when you're feeling really, you know, not so good, um, recognizing like where that's coming from and really like unpacking what those feelings are telling you, um, when it's safe to do so. And then also I think from a logical stance, because your woman loves some logic, um, (laughs) you want to consider like the different types of boundaries and where they are going to most serve you. So what I mean by that is, you know, your personal space, right? Mm -hmm. Like the personal space that I have with my cousin, who's like my sister, hell of a lot different from the personal space that I have with someone who's in line behind me, you Mm -hmm. know, that seems to be presenting in a certain way that I don't want anything to do with, right? Like, yep, totally different boundaries. Um, Sexuality, that is a big one. You know, what are you comfortable with? Like a lot of us, and I mean, that's a whole last conversation as well. Yeah. Um, and we've done a conversation, uh, me and someone else own, you deserve great sex and like what that looks like. But, you know, it's important to know what you like in that sense, not just from an actual, you know, in the act kind of a sense, but also when it comes to like your own sensuality, like what makes you feel good? What makes you feel sexy? Um, what boundaries do you have around that? Because, you know, my sexuality boundary that I have with someone I'm interested in going to be a lot different than my boss. Like, uh, yeah, absolutely. Unless I'm absolutely. trying to get a raise. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally joking. I'm totally joking. Um, but uh, your emotions and thoughts, the things that I share with Shannon, not the things that I share with other people that I'm friends with. Right. Like just, they're different. Um, Your stuff or your possessions. I am going to be more free to share things with people who have a good track record of taking good care of whatever that thing is versus the person that I let borrow a t-shirt and I haven't seen it since, you know, like things like that. Um, And also certain things are more special to me 
not going to let certain people borrow them just because like mm-hmm. they mean more. There's more significance. Mm-hmm. Your time and your energy. That's another boundary, right? And so that's something where like, if someone continuously, you know, shows up late or, you know, crosses the boundary of like reaching out on Sundays, even though there's no real reason for you to be contacting me on Sundays, like I'm going to approach those in different ways. Uh, your culture, your religion, your ethics, like your values, like these are all different uh, you know, types of boundaries that you might want to look at. And I, I bring these to you um, from that logical stance, because while yes, like emotion is involved, like we're talking about like your feelings and how you're feeling, but whenever you are able to, you know, kind of look at it from the logic stance and, mm-hmm. you know, remove the emotion for a second and think about like, oh, well, like what are my personal space boundaries versus, you know, versus the feeling, right? Like you need both. You need yeah. both. You need what Shannon said. Yeah. And you also need like the logic. Um, it, it supports you in framing it in a different way because you're no longer just thinking about the feeling with that uh, limbic brain, your emotional brain, mm-hmm. your primal brain. That's like the first brain. That's why we have, you know, instant reactions to things. That's the brain that keeps you safe. But as humans, we have the neocortex, which is the logical rational side of our brain that, you know, empowers you to say, okay, this was true then. That's how I felt about it. What do I want to do knowing that moving forward? And so that's why I wanted to present that to you as well. The logical stance um, and the more like sterile, if you will, kind of way. These are the areas. um, And again, like you might have different areas, like your personal space, like your sexuality, like emotions and thoughts, but these are some of the main ones. Um, money might be another one. You have like a boundary with money around like your, your family or your partner, your children or whatever. Um, but yeah, like these are just some examples to help you kind of start to see things from that lens so that you can start to think about, you know, what are the types of boundaries that you need in your life from like that type of a perspective. And so love that. Yeah. Love that. And if I can just add one little thing, um, the way I think about this transition from the emotional sort of the the feelings portion into the logical portion is to define feelings slash emotions as information, Mm -hmm. right? So yes, there's a physical response. Yes, there may be even like some some, uh, shame or, you know, happiness or whatever that comes from that. But, But let's look at what that's telling us right? What's the information there? Bring it into your neocortex and then say, okay, what do I need to do with this? Yeah. I love that. I, I, I offer that a lot. Um, when it comes to working with clients and I offer them, you know, this isn't to judge this Mm -hmm. is, I want you to put on your researcher hat and think of this as, you know, now that you know, this data, now that you have this research, how do you want to develop it? Like it's all just R and D, it's all just research and development. And so, I'm not saying I will never tell you not to feel what you're feeling, like lean into mm-hmm. that, what that is. And once you know what you're feeling, once you know, like where it's coming from, once you've kind of set with that and processed it and self-regulated, then you are at the place where you can, like Shannon said, you know, remove that emotion or remove that negative or positive charge and look at it for like, this is data. This is simply right. data. What do I want to do with it? Exactly. Love. Exactly. Yay. Okay, cool. Which leads us to our next thing, right? Because what do you do with it? Yeah. What, how, so the third problem when you do know what boundaries are and what boundaries serve you and how to figure out what those 
look like um how do you actually enforce them because yeah lots of lots of people don't know I didn't know I was just like right. hey, bitch you done yeah because like, I think a lot of us maybe don't have the words maybe yep. we don't have like the self-confidence or the belief that we're allowed to say the yep. thing we're supposed we we want to say yep. um sometimes we sometimes we just don't know exactly sort of what the person or the experience um, can can tolerate mm -hmm. um, as we're learning those things. Mm -hmm. And so um, we just stop ourselves from expressing um, the information yeah. that that could really help. Yeah. And if I um, something yeah. I shared yesterday that I thought was really valuable is what did you see happen when someone enforced a boundary in the past? Like if you saw a parent enforce a boundary, let's say a family member, and then you mm -hmm. never saw that family member again, what does that tell you about right. boundaries? What does that tell you about communication? What does that tell you about relation? And, you know, whether or not you acknowledge, I feel like a lot of you might be sitting there like, oh, like right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. Because whether or not you acknowledge it or not on some subconscious, conscious level, um, probably subconscious, because I don't think a lot of us are, are, you know, aware of these things, you started to ascribe a meaning to having a conversation about, you know, uncomfortable yeah. topics and drawing that yeah. line or setting that boundary or having that conversation, giving that guideline, you started mm -hmm. to form a belief around what might happen. And so that's mm -hmm. to your point about a lot of us, you know, we don't know how that the person's going to react. And if they leave us, that's scary. If right. they want to, you know, get in conflict with us, a lot of us don't know how to have healthy conflict. That's also scary. It's yeah. scary because we don't know what's going to happen. And your brain loves certainty. It looks for patterns mm -hmm. that makes you feel safe on a primal level. If nothing changes, the likelihood of things staying the same are pretty high. And mm -hmm. so it becomes this thing where we are really fearful if we aren't secure in who we are and our sense of self and our community that we know that we have that we can trust because you need community in order to experience you know the the feelings of self-esteem and self-actualization according to maslow's hierarchy of needs and so it's something where this again can be a very scary thing and we're bringing this to you in boundaries 101 because this is some shit that you need to know <laughs> which we'll talk about more yeah in, uh number four but those kind of go like hand in hand um as to why we don't enforce boundaries even when we have them and we know consciously if I if, if this were true if this you know guideline were actually followed this would be really good for us both in right. theory but in application you don't know and that can be scary and so yeah. um, that's why I think like you said we don't have the language we don't have the the confidence or the self-worth um, we we are fearful of what may happen so that's why we don't often enforce them. Um, so yeah, whenever it comes to how do we actually do it, what would you suggest? <laughs> That's the other million dollar question, right? Yeah, how like, do we, there's how like $5 million for the questions in this conversation. I know, I know. The how is, is really, um, the, a really big challenge because, um, if we don't have the words, um, if we don't have the belief, right that we're supposed to share the words right? right and if we have fear to echo what you were saying around what those words are going to do then 
getting that engine started, getting that train on the tracks is, is a monumental task, yeah. right? So one of the things that we, we advocate and we want to in, encourage you each to do is, is to first of all, start small. Okay. This is a skill. Let's, let's remind everybody, right? This is a tool in our toolbox. This is a skill we will need to develop over time. And so if you're in Boundaries 101, it's because you're building the basics to know how to do these things in the future. You're not going to know how to do them out of the gate. Yeah. So give yourself, first of all, the permission to learn. Mm -hmm. uh, second of all, I think the idea of starting small means something as simple as, okay, who am I, the, who is the safest person or what is the safest, lowest risk environment in which to practice this mm -hmm. skill, right? So I would suggest like in my life, my lowest threshold probably to, to practice a boundary with is probably like my dog who's at my feet right now, <laughs> right? So it might be, you know, it sounds silly, but like when she barks to get her food, that's not okay. I don't think that's an appropriate behavior. So I'm gonna learn to stand up and train her and say, no, we're not gonna do that. I mean, that sounds silly, but that's a way to practice. Look, it, like my need for peace and quiet is being inappropriately overtaken, right? So I'm just gonna share what that needs to be. Um, but but bigger picture, right? Obviously with our friends, our family, all of that, we need to practice the words. We need to practice how it feels to say the words. So you can do something like journal, if you like to journal. Mm -hmm. I'd recommend actually forming the words out of my mouth. Use your phone, use a voice note, talk through the thing. No one needs to hear it. Mm -hmm. but you're giving your voice literally the chance to be heard. Mm -hmm. That's super, super powerful. And don't be surprised by the way, if when you do that, you feel and emote, you, you may feel that tightness in your chest or that lump in your throat. You may have some tears, like all of that is normal because you're letting the truth of it out. Okay. And how safe is it to let it out and have no one need to hear it? Yeah. That's a gift you can give yourself. Yeah. What about you, Jonna? What are some What are some things you you would offer here? So I love what you mentioned about like this is a skill. I'm prefacing it with that because yeah, I think a lot of times people will like why Why don't I care enough about myself to, you know, mm -hmm. set a boundary? Like you you do. Like you're here. You're yeah. listening to our words. You're watching yes. us. You are doing the thing, and so you do care enough about yourself. Yeah. And so I want to make that very clear. And to speak to your point about this is a practice and a skill and a muscle, I'm going to relate it back to fitness because I think we can all understand that. Like you, you don't start off, you know, running a seven minute mile, right? Like mm -hmm. you first have to work on like your breathing technique. You have to work on your, um, you know, your pace and you have to work on, you know, building that speed kind of a thing, not mm -hmm. your pace, but you have to work on building the speed. You have to build the muscles and build the capacity in order to be able to run the seven minute mile. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, this is the same. This is the same. It's just, again, no one tells you this shit. And so you, you see other people doing these things and you're like, well, I should do it too, but mm -hmm. you don't actually measure it. You don't actually know how to do the steps because no one told you, which is why we're here. And so you try it for a while. It doesn't really work. And then the next thing, you know, you're just like, you know what, I'm, that's fine. Like, I'll just put up with it. It's not that big of a deal. And yes. you end up again, just, you know, 
getting overwhelmed because it's just ends up piling up again. And so it just becomes a thing. And so I love yeah. that you spoke to the point about like, this is a skill and you are working it. Um, and so, yeah, give yourself grace and patience in that and mm-hmm. reach out for support when you need it. And so, um, yeah, I love that. I also love the voice note. I'm a big advocate for the voice note. And yeah, something that I like to share exactly your point is, you know, most of us don't like the sound of our own voice. Most of us don't like the sound of, you know, seeing ourselves on video or listening to an answering machine, if, if, if anyone remembers those, um, or even like setting up your voicemail, <laughs> right? right? <laughs> even setting up your voicemail, like we listen back to it, we're like, oh, my voice. And so there's really a lot of power in becoming familiar with the sound of your own voice and using it because you know, mm-hmm. that, that's how we communicate. And so it's important that you feel confident in speaking your truth and in doing it in a way that you are able to say it in mm-hmm. a sense or in a way that doesn't like leave you um, feeling some kind of way, but it will at first, let me tell you, it of will course. at first, like yeah. whenever I, I'm related back to fitness coaching, but whenever I first started coaching, that was one of the problems or one of my critiques rather um, was that I was, I was very quiet. And so that's not the case now. Um, but it is to show you that like, I started there, like I had to first become aware of the fact that like, oh, you're being really quiet. And so this is me bringing the awareness to you. Maybe you're being too quiet in your life Mm -hmm. and getting familiar with your voice. And yet the voice notes are an awesome way to start. I recognize, I recommend clients all the time. And especially if you don't like journaling, Mm -hmm. they are like, what I felt better. Cause what do you do when some shit goes down? You call a friend. Do you feel better yeah. afterwards? Usually. Yeah. So yeah, I love the voice notes. So love yeah. that. Um, Jonna, well, can I, can I say something really quick about some, like what you said in terms of the, the experience you had in your, your beginning of your fitness coaching um, professional role versus now how you were quiet then and how you're not now. I, I want to say that's a perfect example, not just of like the muscle growing and the skill developing, but how you can use one context, right? One place in your life to translate into the muscle showing up in other places in your life, right? So if you have an area like work, right, where you, where you know you can, where you maybe you're quiet, right? And you want to start practicing getting um, louder metaphorically speaking, right? Or speaking up for yourself or whatever. Think of a place in which maybe you do that um, that's safer for you to practice. And that muscle, it will work in that easier place and will ultimately work in that harder place, right? These are transferable skills. Yeah, like a byproduct. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah, and a lot of times I think people, we do feel confident at work. So maybe work is a place to start. Maybe you yeah. start like speaking your opinions. Like if you know your shit, fucking let someone know. Yeah. Like, yeah. Tell, tell them, no, like, I think this is actually a better idea. And mm-hmm. so, um, yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that, uh, notion. Um, so to things that I think how you can actually start to enforce them, like you said, start small and, um, role play, I think mm-hmm. like role play, what it's actually going to be like. And, you know, you can enlist a friend, you can enlist a coach, you can, you know, do it with your therapist, um, family, whatever, someone that you feel safe with, someone that's going to give you honest feedback and someone that's going to support you with what you're trying to do. And something that I like to do, and I noticed this with one of my friends. And so, um, credit to them, like they started like speaking their truth with me 
And it became something where or I, I recognized it because I was like, why is this person getting mad at me for that? Or why is this person saying this to me? And then I'm like, oh, I think they're flexing their boundary muscle. And mm-hmm. so, like you said, like giving them that space because like, I'm your friend, like I'm, I'm still going to be here, but recognizing that like, that's what was happening. And so I think that a safer, more collaborative way to do that would be to tell your friend, whomever you mm-hmm. decide, Hey, I'm working on boundaries. And so if you observe this, just know that it's me working on my boundaries kind of a mm-hmm. thing so that mm-hmm. that way they know um, yeah. and they can expect and or they, they know what to expect. And so they can like support you with that. And again, you might inspire them to also set boundaries of their own. And um, it can really be a beautiful thing in that sense. Um, and I love that you recommended the friend um, response because and like the practicing response, because whenever we asked viewers and listeners, you know, where you struggle most with enforcing boundaries, mm-hmm. um, 15% said with friends, which is the lowest. And so yeah. what that tells me is that most of you are in healthy, secure relationships where you do feel comfortable saying, hey, this will or won't work for me. And mm-hmm. um, well, I guess in this case, it won't work for me. And having that conversation with your friends. Um, the other two places that were an even split between where it's complicated 25% and 25% at work and with family, mm-hmm. but the winner, and this is not surprising to me whatsoever, mm-hmm. 35% of you said that you struggle most with enforcing boundaries with yourself. Yeah. So, and that is, yeah, that I think is something that we all do. We just kind of put ourselves in the back burner. Um, and yeah, so this is, this is your invitation to marinate on that information um, and consider where you can, you know, be a bit more respectful of what the guidelines look like for how to navigate your relationship with yourself more efficiently and effectively in a way that serves yeah. you. So do you have any yeah. comments on that? I, yeah, I would just say, um, that's, I mean, that's why I, I talk about loving yourself and accepting yourself. That's like the core of it all, right? We go back, we go back, we go back, we dig, we dig, we dig. We're always wherever you go, there you are. Right. And so give yourself, (laughs) give yourself a moment, right? Give yourself the grace that you would give anyone else. Yeah. And in that moment, just start opening some doors inside of yourself to look through and say, like, what do I, what do I really want to feel? Right. What do I really believe about me? Is that true? Right? There's, there's all sorts of foundational, we, t- we use that word a lot, but it's really true. It's like the building block for everything in your life is your belief about yourself and the value you put on you. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so take your time here, right? Get curious. This is not a judgment exercise. This is a curiosity. And, and see what you might find because there might be some work to be done around that um, that gives you some freedom in a multitude of places in your life. Yeah. 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 So that's how to enforce boundaries. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in a nutshell. Easy peasy. Just go out there and get it done. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. Like I said, it's, no not, it's, not, it's not an easy thing. So yeah, definitely take your time, give yourself patience and grace and reach out if you do and when you do need help. Um, mm-hmm. When it comes to the fourth problem, which is people are not prepared for the response from others. 
let's yeah. talk about what happens because I think oftentimes we get in a space where we're like, okay, like I'm going to do it. Like, you know, you, you get up the courage to actually enforce the boundary and then um, some shit happens. And yeah. the person like tells you, um, we had someone yesterday say that they enforced a boundary and they were told to um, stop wearing their heart on their sleeve, for example. And so whenever we are in this position where we finally do advocate for our needs and we're met with resistance or with a comment like that, um, it's important that you prepare yourself for those mm -hmm. instances because they will happen. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say like, they might, they will, they will happen. And, you know, one of the ways that I, um, suggest that people prepare for those instances is to role play out like what could happen like what mm -hmm. would it look like and I don't offer that because I am saying like let's doomsday to the point where right. you have all these worst case scenarios and you end up talking yourself out of actually saying something that's not what I'm saying I'm saying prepare yourself in the sense that you know what could possibly happen and you know how to navigate that so that you can continue to move yeah. forward with preparation. This is kind of like training going into a competition, right? Like mm -hmm. you're, you're doing the training, you're thinking strategy now, right? Mm -hmm. Taking that neocortex, that logical yes. brain back online. You're like, all right, this is, you know, my boundary. This is how I'm going to enforce it. Um, and I work with clients like walking through all of this in our program. So um, you're getting some good shit here, but <laughs> um, when you are actually thinking strategy about what might happen, right? Like if you're thinking like a football play, like what are the things that could happen? And then how are you going to navigate that to still ensure your success, right? And oftentimes um, negativity bias, we think about the worst case scenario. We go to that like dark, deepest, darkest place because your brain's trying to protect you. And it's telling you, yeah. hey, if I can conceptualize the worst case possible scenario and you are prepared for that, chances are you're going to be able to successfully navigate whatever else actually happens. Yes. Yeah. And so this is, again, like a way that I think people can prepare when it comes to, you know, thinking about what will happen when you actually do enforce that boundary and someone um, gives you a response that is less than ideal. Um, yeah. Yeah. Whenever you actually do that. Yeah. Agreed. And I think um, one thing I would add to that is in that preparation and in that role playing and sort of thinking through things. Remember, you have more than one option to go about getting your message across, yep. right? And you have more than one option in receiving the response. So yeah, there's the ideal scenario, right? And then there's maybe some conflict that comes your way. Maybe there's some pushback, maybe there's judgment, right? You actually, by the way, in case you didn't know this, have the opportunity to pause that conversation you actually can call a timeout on the play, right? So you can say something like in your words, um, I appreciate that me sharing, that, that when I shared this with you, it caused some conflict, right? I don't really know right now how to manage it. And I want to continue to figure this out. So can we just take a five minute break, right? Can we just pause for a second? I'm gonna get a glass of water. I'm gonna gather myself, calm that limbic system down. Maybe like get yourself back regulated so that you're not responding from emotion, that you're responding from the place of, you know, this is the message I'm trying to share. It's about me. 
It's not about whether they accept it or not, right? And I know this is hard, you guys. I'm not saying this is like super duper simple. This is one of those things we practice, but I'm just giving you permission. I'm reminding you, you have the choice to say, like, hold on here, right? This is something I can't do. I want to be able to do it. I'm going to, I'm going to just take a, take a little break. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think those are, those are great ways to not only prepare, but also to navigate in the moment, like calling the timeout. I love that. And so those are some things that you can do in order to prepare yourself and yeah, navigate. And we also asked, you know, how you feel when your boundaries are crossed or um, Mm -hmm. when someone crosses one of them. And so uh, 39% said angry, 39% Mm -hmm. said violated, 22% Mm -hmm. said misunderstood. And I want to point this last part out because I gave another option of, you know, sad that 0% said. And so if you've been listening, watching me any amount of time, you probably are aware of something that I consider the quote unquote acceptable emotions. Um, And those are things like anger. Those are things like frustration. Those are things like being violated or misunderstood. And oftentimes I'm bringing this to you now because um, I think that we look to those emotions as a cover or a guise, if you will, for really recognizing that we feel hurt that we, mm-hmm. that it is sad that someone would, you know, that, cross that boundary in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, you know, those emotions, like the sadness, the hurt, the fear that we're afraid, those are what I think a lot of us look at as weaker emotions, um, mm-hmm. because we don't want to be perceived as weak. And so, uh, we don't want sympathy from others a lot of times because that will also make us like feel weak, like, oh, like, you know, you're sad, like what happened versus if you're angry or if you feel violated or if you feel misunderstood or frustrated, like that is more, like I said, acceptable, I think in our society, because, um, you know, that, that gives you like a, a reason, right? Like, right. Yeah. Right. And, and so, also, yeah. I think I would add that when we, when we kind of push outward that feeling, right, it, it's a little safer in its own weird way, because no one can, no one can necessarily look at an angry, um, disappointed, uh, frustrated person and say, let me go in and make them feel better. Right. Most of the time when we're angry and we're like pissed off and all of that, people are like, well, I got to give that person space. Mm-hmm. So it's a way to kind of survive. Like it's a, it's a coping technique in a lot of ways to be like, get out of here. Whereas if you're, if you're really acknowledging the hurt, if you're really acknowledging the pain or the sadness or the loss or the grief or whatever it is, then you're, you're vulnerable and, and maybe inviting questions, <clears throat> pardon mm-hmm. me, or, or just losing your sense of the control that, that you're feeling like you need to preserve. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's, but, but we all feel those things. There's usually a big feeling and then a feeling underneath and a feeling underneath and then Clear. the root of it all. Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, to your point, like sometimes whenever we're angry, um, I know that in my experience, people tend to like come to your aid in that sense where like yeah they'll either leave you alone or they're like oh what an asshole like yeah that right really shitty and they in a way validate what yes. you're feeling and right. so that breeds connection and community and so yeah it's it's something where that's the limbic system right that's like your initial reaction that's your primal brain and mm-hmm. so 
I think that it's important. Yeah, 100%. Feel those feelings, acknowledge that. And at the same time, consider what lies beneath. Right. What is your anger telling you? Yeah. Zach De La Rocha, your anger is a gift. But I think he meant it in like the mm. sense of like, use it for something. Um, yeah. But I still love that quote. So yeah. Um, we also had a question yesterday about um, what happens when you are in a relationship with a narcissistic individual, whether that be a co-parenting relationship or let's say like a work environment where you can't, you know, step away because a lot of the conversations that we spoke about yesterday were like, you know, how do you know when it's time to step away? Mm -hmm, Right. mm -hmm. Um, and whenever you are in the space where you can't step away, like we'll, we'll touch on, you know, how to know when it's time. Um, and then we'll go into like, yeah, like what, what do you do when you can't? Um, so that we can give you some perspective in that sense. So let's, let's take it from the top. Yeah. How do you know when it's time to step away? Like if I have done all this work, if I, you know, understand what boundaries are, know what my boundaries are, if I've enforced them. And if like, I have gotten, you know, to the point where we've dealt with the responses, like I've done all the steps, the problems and the solves. And now this person continues to, you know, not meet that boundary and they continue to cross it. How do I know when it's time to walk away? Yeah, well, that's that's also a really hard one, right? Because this relationship might be really important to you. Right. Um, or this experience, this job, this, um, I don't know, special project, whatever it is, um, might be really important to you. Um, what I would suggest there is go back to the question that I shared or the thought that I shared is how much of this is requiring me to abandon myself Mm-hmm. Okay. And if there is a sense that um, I am abandoning myself to make this work, then you really, you really have to make the choice of how much longer you can do that. Um, sometimes there will be an event, right? Where, you know, you've set this boundary and they kind of sort of like mess it up over and over and apologize and say they'll do better. And there's this kind of pattern of they maybe do it right. They maybe do it wrong. They maybe get it. They maybe don't. That's tricky, but maybe sometimes there's a moment where it's just super clear, right? And that might be an explosion. That might be a conflict. Most of the time it's, it's a little trickier than that. So go back to that question of how does this make me feel? Right. Yeah. And, and do I believe I have the right to feel differently in a relationship, right? And if I do, then I need to say my boundary again and give a new enforcer, okay? I've asked you, here's an example. I've asked you not to do this 30 times, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't feel like to me you've taken that seriously because yesterday this happened and the day before this happened and the day before this happened. I have to tell you, I've reached, I've reached my limit, right? So the next, you know, when this happens again, if this happens again, which I hope it won't, I'm going to tell you, I need to take some time away from you because I feel, remember to use the I, right? Don't put it on them because the boundary is about you. Okay. So say, because I feel so convinced or however you want to say of the importance of this thing, right? 
and I feel angry, disrespected, resentful, hurt, whatever it is, when you repeatedly ignore that. And that's really hard. Again, all these things I'm saying, I'm like, here's yeah. some pretty words, right? Um, but yeah. ultimately that's, that's sort of the system I'm offering you is like, what, what is the abandonment of yourself? Um, re, restate the boundary, reassess what the enforcement is gonna be. Yeah. And, and go from there. Um, it's hard, but imagine it on the other side, right? Maybe this is a way to look at it um, and then I'll throw it back your way. But how would you feel if a year from now or six months from now or three months from now, if nothing changed, Oof. right? Versus how would you feel if three months from now that person did ultimately respect your boundary or six months from now, you were free from the misery of the back and forth in that experience. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's kind of a good litmus test too. Yeah. What are your thoughts? So first and foremost, no one can tell you when it's time to walk away except for you. Yes. I think that we often are so conflicted and this goes back to inner trust, which we also did a conversation on. And we look for the external validation. We look for the friends to say, well, just leave them. We look for the family to tell us like the quote unquote right thing to do. And no one knows, but you, no yeah. one knows what's right for you. And to take this to like a, a really kind of, um, I don't want to say wooey, but kind of wooey. Stance. <laughs> like, it, it's not about them. It's about you. And yeah. the people in your lives or in your life are just playing characters and roles. And you know, that's again, kind of like a wooey concept because it's like, but this is my partner. Yes. And also that might not be your partner tomorrow kind of a mm -hmm. thing, mm -hmm. which is a tough pill to swallow. Right. Mm -hmm. And something that I um, said yesterday when I was responding to this question was that, you know, just because you walk away today doesn't mean you can't come back tomorrow. Yeah. Just because it's time to close that door or to leave that relationship doesn't mean that you can't circle back at some point in the future. And another important thing that I like to point out or that I want to point out and stress here, emphasize rather, is that it, just because like you're ready to walk away doesn't mean you have to, you know, never talk to that person again, right? Mm -hmm. It can just mean that the dynamics of your relationship shift a little bit. Yeah. Maybe instead of, um, let's say if it's someone who's really close to you, like let's say it's like your partner, so mm -hmm. to speak, and you have tried, they keep doing the same shit and you're like, <laughs> you know, again, this isn't about, like Shannon said, them, this is about you. And I know that's way easier said than done, especially since mm -hmm. most of us prioritize people in your community. Like I get it, it's, it's complicated. And at the same time, you need to find the community that serves you and by staying in a relationship that you're not your best self, you're also limiting the other person in that sense because they're not mm -hmm. able to be their best selves either. Um, because I'm going to say some shit you probably don't want to hear. You might not be the person to bring out their best and yeah. that sucks, but it's the truth of the matter. And um, 
if you find that you are in this position with your partner, they keep doing the same shit. You're like, I, I, I can't, like, I'm not like, I can't mm-hmm. like, this is not serving me. I'm not showing up as my best self for you. Mm-hmm. Then it's something where, yeah, you're like, you know, I, th- I think it's time that we shift what this relationship look like, looks like. Maybe mm-hmm. that looks like you moving out for a little while. Maybe that looks like you moving to a separate room. If you're living together, I didn't provide that context. If it's your partner you're living with them kind of a thing, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't necessarily mean like, Hey, we're going to break up, but it means that like you fucking snore and like you, you don't like, you know, take your, your medicine or, um, I mean, snoring, you can't really help that. I don't mean to, like, <laughs> it wasn't a good example, <laughs> but, but here, I'll give you, I'll give you this example. My husband has a real problem waking up in the morning. He sets an alarm for like two hours before he actually needs to get up. And then he hits a snooze every nine minutes. Nine? No, it's nine. It's nine. Trust me. I've counted. Yeah. And so that impacts me and that impacts my um, sleep. And I have tried to set boundaries and I have asked and I have done. And you know what? Sometimes he just can't do it. And so, you know what? Instead of being pissed at him for something he really can't do and that he feels bad about every morning when he wakes up. Sometimes I just say, you know what? I know you're tired. I'm going to sleep downstairs. There you go. So yeah, a, a shift. So it doesn't necessarily yeah. have to be an end. It's a shift. Like your, your yes. dynamic changes in that capacity. And so yes. I think that um, we oftentimes think that again, hard line in the sand, right? The boundary, I think that we hopefully invited you yet to like redefine it. And it doesn't have to always be that. It can be a shift in the relationship. It does not have to be the end of a relationship. Right. Um, and so yeah, right. that's, it's, that's what I have to say to agreed how do you know when it's time to leave um a relationship so yeah that brings us to yeah. our second question which is what do you do when it's a narcissist like if like does setting a boundary this is such a good question does setting the boundary give them more leverage for their mm-hmm. playbook to use against you yeah yeah and and that is when i brought the idea forward of yeah you have your playbook right you have your instruction manual um and you have different versions Mm -hmm. based on the person or the experience or the environment or the context you're in. So you're not going to give, and narcissism is a whole big topic, right? Just as a side note that we can talk about in, in finer detail, if you all want us to. Narcissists. (laughs) I mean, just suffice it to say, everything is about them, right? It's like feed the beast, right? So, um, knowing that the person who's, who's doing something to you or expecting something of you will never be satisfied, yeah. right? And you're afraid when you say, hey, um, I can't stay late at work. Let's say it's your boss because mm-hmm. I have to pick up my kid. And then that boss is like, well, I don't care. Like you need me. Yeah, like I need you here. And then you, you find yourself sucked in trying to explain it or justify it or whatever know that the rules are different in that scenario, right? And so what you're offering is, particularly for a narcissist, the least amount of information you possibly can to create the the information exchange, yeah. right? You're not expecting them to respond like a friend would. Um, you're not expecting a healthy relationship interaction because a person who is in that place will not have a healthy relationship, the power imbalance is there from the beginning. All right. So all of that is to say in that experience, you say something straight to the point and you enforce it. You do it for you. You leave at five. 
okay? You leave at six, whatever it is. Um, but know that you're allowed to deploy, right? Different versions of the same concept with different people because those people are different and their value to you and their ability to meet you and understand you and collaborate as opposed to push conflict is different. Yeah. If you're being true to you, that's all that matters. Yeah. Yeah. Go yeah. to HR, like do what you got to do. Yeah. Like, hardball. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, you know, not, not to, not to get stuck in the weeds with like where this is and all that is, but like all of that is to say, like, we, we all have different people who are capable of different things in our lives. And the more we offer our truth, right. Um, and give them the chance to understand it, the more our relationships will shift and reflect like what they actually offer us. So, so the person who you're looking forward to like helping you move all your shit from one house to another because it's like, right? And they're super unreliable. Well, instead of trying to rely on someone who's unreliable, how about you shift your relationship with them and say, they're actually my person who is super fun to go see that our favorite band with, right? And that's, that's our place to shine with each other, right? Yeah. That's not the person who's going to be there for me every time I need them. Yeah. Um, and so having those conversations or understanding that without even needing to have the conversation, just yeah. knowing that inside of you gives you the chance to actually enjoy the people in your life in the way that works for you. Yeah. Does that make I sense? Love, I think it makes sense. And yeah. I, I love that what you said about, um, and this is what someone shared yesterday whenever we were having a conversation that the, the response that they got in setting that boundary told them a lot about that other person. And I think that that's something that's very true. Um, yeah. We learn a lot from how others respond to certain situations. And so that's, again, taking it back to you, why it is so important that you are confident in who you are and your sense of self so that you can experience those things and have those realizations like, wow, like this person responded that way. That's not something that I want to, you know, that's not a kind of the kind of relationship I want to have in my life moving forward. Um, and to be able to actually follow through on that, right. Yeah. To be able to, to not put up with it and not say like, oh, well, it wasn't that big of a deal. Oh, well, I'll let it go, you know, this time, because um, let's talk about like, the harm first of all mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in not having boundaries right like I think yeah. this is a good place to talk about that like when when we don't have these boundaries um what happens yeah well I mean we talked about a lot of this um when we talk about sort of that 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 reaction that we have inside right that we don't share or that we don't acknowledge um we end up building up all of that stuff inside so we we probably get angry we probably feel resentful um, but underneath all of that um, is the sense that we're not listening to ourselves, right? And yeah. when we don't listen to ourselves, guess what? We don't value ourselves. We don't trust ourselves. Yeah. And when we don't trust ourselves, then who's going to trust us, yeah. right? No, nobody can um, believe that I'm going to do a thing if I don't believe I'm going to do a thing fill in the blank, right? Um, so there's a real sense of um, empowerment and importance that comes from having yourself rooted, right? Strong and steady in who you are, um, but not having that, right? Or betraying that or abandoning that creates a whole different set of problems. Yeah. 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 And this is something that we spoke about 
like you said a bit earlier, and I want to present it in a different way. Whenever we are in this position where we don't have boundaries, we are kind of, you know, verging on like the people pleasing, like just going with the flow. We're letting someone else, um, you know, write our guidebook, if you will. Mm-hmm. Then we're we're living up to, or we're trying to live up to and fit this mold of expectation of what other people think we should or shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. And when that is in opposition to who we actually are and what we really feel inside, then there's a contrast. And it's unfortunate that most of us live in that contrast, right? Mm-hmm. Like we live in the in-between between what we think we should or shouldn't be and what we really are and who we really are. And when we are living in this contrast and we're living in like the middle and this discomfort, then, you know, we really find ourselves conflicted. And when your brain's conflicted, it does nothing. Cause like I said earlier, if nothing changes, changes are things are going to stay the same. Mm-hmm. And it's just overwhelming to try to process it all. And in this space that I'm speaking of, it's where a lot of these mental health issues, low self-esteem, low confidence, mm-hmm. and like all these things start to happen because you're, you're caught in the middle. Like you're not picking mm-hmm. a side, like you're, you know, you're trying to do the one thing, but like you, you feel pulled to do the other because that's mm-hmm. who you really are. And so um, when you don't have boundaries, you're setting yourself up to live in that in-between. Yeah. And that is unfortunate and um, something that I wanted to just point out because I think that boundaries really help you to move to the side that is more authentic with who you are and more in alignment with that and that again like primes you into um, having a better relationship with yourself and everyone and we'll talk about that in just a second but yeah I wanted to to present it like that's like one of the main costs of not having boundaries is that you live in the in-between and that's the space where a lot of anxiety, like I said, and these, you know, negative emotions kind of mm-hmm. live and lead. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's important to yeah, have these guidelines so that you can be more true with who you are, so that you can create the community that is in alignment with who you are and support you, and so that you can feel seen, known, and heard. And just yes, the boundaries are good things, all good things. Um, yeah, yeah, they allow you to be yourself. Yeah. And I like what you said too, about like, you know, when we have boundaries, but then don't enforce them, we stop trusting ourselves. And this is what we said on like the behind the screens. Um, people also stop trusting us because it's kind of yeah. like the boy who cried wolf, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because you're like, this is, this is the boundary, but then, you know, you're like, I don't work past five, but then you always, you know, stay to the office until like six, six thirty. Yeah. It's kind of like, well, if yeah. they're not going to enforce that boundary, they're probably not going to enforce others too. And whether, I mean, it's not something that is explicitly stated, but it's something that's kind of subconsciously right. understood, like those beliefs right. about where, what a boundary means came from like way back in the day. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Well said. And one of the things we asked as well um, is how often do people enforce boundaries? So even though a lot of people have boundaries, um, which we'll, we'll give those numbers here, uh, 57% have boundaries, 33% have boundaries in some areas. So 90% of respondents have boundaries to some capacity, Mm -hmm. but only 14% enforce them all the time. Um, 48% though, enforce them most of the time. And then 14%, um, or excuse me, 24% sometimes, and then 14% oopsies 
I have them, but I don't mm-hmm. use them kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so um, granted, so 48% most of the time, that's the majority. Um, it's not half though, but it's the majority and it's almost half that most of the time could be what we were talking about in terms of like the fluidity, like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe it's in some places, but not others. Um, but I think that's, you know, a healthy number. Um, but also that's not a lot. That's not a lot considering what we've just shared about like the cost of not enforcing them. Um, yeah. when you look yeah. at in that terms, like less than half people, less than half of the people actually do most of the time. Yeah. Um, and I, and I think too, and my AirPods just said they're going to die. So I don't know if I need to switch audio. So bear with me. Um, but I think too, that, um, because this is boundaries 101, it's possible that the people who responded thought that they were enforcing boundaries by sharing the boundary Yep. and maybe didn't realize that what they're actually saying, right. Is not the enforcement. Right. So I just offer that to you as well. And that's okay, you guys. I mean, that's totally fine. Um, but that's, that might be what's happening. Yeah, that's true. Thank you for that. Yeah. Um, so, okay, we've talked about what the calls are. We talked about a lot. Uh, what are the benefits of having boundaries and actually enforcing them? What are the benefits? Well, I think we've started talking about them. I mean, we're giving people our user manual, right? And we're letting them read it. Yep. You know, and it's not like when you meet someone, you're like, hi, here are the rules of engagement with me, right? Um, But through our actions and through our experiences and through those moments where you say, hey, did did you notice like that didn't quite go the way we were thinking it would go? You get to know each other and understand each other. Um, So so we we create situations and experiences that are collaborative, that are connective, that are bridges. Yes. They're, they're not walls, they're not cutoffs, they're not rules and rigid lines, right. unless we absolutely 100% need them to be. Yeah. Um, the other thing that it does is because we're connected to ourself and we value ourselves enough to understand what's happening, get that information from the feelings and then figure out if and how we want to share that, we're functioning at a much higher level, right? We're living in connection with how we feel and what we value, we're not in that in-between that you were describing. There's not that tension or pull between what people are wanting of us or expecting of us or what we feel like we need to meet versus what we really truly are. Yeah. Um, And so we, we can breathe. Yeah. What do you, what would you add? I love, I second everything you said. Um, (laughs) But I think that whenever we do have boundaries and like we've spoken about, like the importance throughout this conversation, um, but just articulated in a very direct way, like there's less confusion in our relationships. Like we have more clarity, right? Because it's very much a conversation where, you know, it's understood, like, this is how I operate. This is how you operate. And so it allows the space um, and it creates the space for the relationship to organically evolve and deepen because you two do understand each other. Um, and so, yeah, it really, and like I said, revolutionizes your relationships because you, you are creating as a byproduct, the capacity to have a deeper connection with others. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think that when we do that, we have better quality relationships with ourselves. We have the space and the freedom and we feel safe 
so that we can get to learn different things about ourselves more and deepen that self-discovery process. Um, and how we show up in the world can also really change with that because we are feeling differently about ourselves within and that's going to be apparent without. We are going to be able to, you know, be our ourselves and people are going to be able to recognize that. And like I said earlier, whenever we show up as ourselves, you as a byproduct, give people permission to do the same because you're showing them how it's done. You're modeling the behavior. And so it can really be something where you are looked at for like your character and as someone that people like want to be around and someone that people want to be um, because you're going to feel good and people are then as a byproduct going to want to feel good too and they're naturally going to gravitate to you because they're going to want to know what your secret is they're going to want to know how you did it they're going to want to know you know what you're doing and how they can do it too and the beauty is that you're going to be able to show them simply by being you yeah how amazing is that yeah, it is. It is. And the other thing I would add as part of that is that the roles you're playing, right, are now going to be defined by you mm-hmm. and by the people in your life, right? Mm-hmm. So look, I'm a mom. I have four kids. I love being a mom, but my role as a mom when they were infants is very different than my role as a mom now when yeah. they're all teenagers. So because their needs and my needs have shifted throughout, I've changed, right? That's just a simple example. But the more we get in tune with, you know, how we want to operate and what, what's, what's going on in here, the better we show up and the better we fill our roles and, the, and maybe we leave some roles behind. Yeah, I love that. Like the growth and the expansion and like the evolution and doing that in connection with someone. Um, yeah, you get that like tenure with those people in your life and you, you know, you deepen again, that's just another way to deepen the connection is because like you are both growing, you are both bearing witness to the evolution of the other person. Yes. Yes. You know what you just made me think of? I don't know if anyone watches this show on Netflix. It's called working moms. Um, the two main characters in, and I don't want to give too much of a spoiler if you do watch it and you haven't gotten there yet, but in the most recent season, the two main characters realize they've been lifelong friends, but they realize they've kept each other stuck. Oh, so that's what I'm saying, yeah. And it's a perfect, in the last probably four or five episodes of the season, you start to see how that is, the roles they play in each other's lives are actually not serving either of them. And they love each other enough to call each other out on it. Mm-hmm. And so that is, that is actually a really well done depiction of that experience and the shift and the pain and the growth and the evolution um, at a healthy relationship can yeah. show. Because yeah. it can be painful. It can be painful. And we yeah, really can. Yeah. grieve, you know, who we once were. Uh, Abigail and I did a whole episode on grieving the loss of your identity. Like we're going to, you're going to go through this. And so it's important that you have someone who is a good co-pilot and that, you know, when someone might not be, and it's like, Hey, yeah, it's time to, you know, the, who I am is no longer in alignment with like the relationship that we had. And like, yeah. 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 Anyway. So, okay. We've talked again about a lot of stuff. What are some steps that people can actually take now? Like what are the tangible things that people can do for anyone who is wanting to create healthy boundaries so that they can have more clarity in their relationships and deepen their relationships with others and themselves 
and yeah, ultimately um, shift their identity to be more of who they want to be and who they don't. Like, how do we do it? What do we do? Oh, well, everyone's journey is different. So full, mm -hmm. like full uh, disclaimer, caveat, right? You're going to do it your way, mm -hmm. um, your guidelines. Um, but to me, the first step to solve like the first issue of like not knowing what a boundary is, is start getting clear, right? Use the information we shared to figure out um, and really uh, accept and understand what a boundary really is. Okay. And then from there, not knowing how to create a boundary that serves you, this is when you're going to start to get curious, right? Get, get, open your eyes in a different way and figure out, are there places in your life where you, where you notice yourself feeling resentful or where you, where you realize that you feel pushed around, right? Mm -hmm. Or where you are always the person who has to do the thing. And sometimes you don't want to be the person who has to do the thing, right? Yeah. Those are places where you might have an opportunity to get in touch with what a boundary might look like, right? So, so that's, um, I think, step number two. Mm -hmm. um, the biggest piece of that is step number three, which is focus on your responsibility there, right? Remember, this is about you. This isn't about them. Yeah. You can, you can know they suck or they're awesome or anything in between, but that doesn't matter. It's about you. Okay. So focus on your responsibility in there mm -hmm. um, and start and start from that place when you're thinking about what's the boundary that's going to work for me. Okay. Um, I think the next place to go, we ref we referenced this a little while ago. Look at where you learned about boundaries in the first place, right? Did you see the family member, you know, get in a fight and then never show up again? Um, you know, or did you see people who had problems, worked through them and changed and grew or some iteration of any one of those things, right? So if you look at where you learned, what a boundary is, how it looks and, and whether you have permission to express it, there might be opportunities to look at whether those things still hold true for you now. Yeah. Right. A lot fluid. of it. They're fluid. Go ahead. I was going to say, because they're fluid. That was all I was going to say. Absolutely. They are like your beliefs that you were handed down. You may not realize you're still operating from an outdated system, right? The user manual you were given, <laughs> it's been rewritten, whether you realize it or not a thousand times. Mm -hmm. So take a look, right? See where you might want to re rewrite some sections there too. Yeah. Okay. What, what do you think comes after that? My friend? Uh, the practice part, because again, like what we spoke about, you know, another problem is that people don't enforce the boundaries mm -hmm. or implement them, if you will. Um, and so, yeah, look for possible places to start practicing. And mm -hmm. that can be a voice note that can be, you know, telling your friend, Hey, I'm going to start practicing boundaries. That could look like telling your friend, Hey, I'm going to start telling, you no, just to see how it feels kind mm -hmm. of a thing. But mm -hmm. then I'm going to text you later and be like, yeah, I'm actually coming to the party. <laughs> right. Like you can do that. Right. Like you, yes. you can do that. Um, that can look like you said, like telling your, you know, your, your furry child to wait or, um, whatever that looks like to you, like getting that practice in, like getting in those reps, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, if you were doing a speech, you would practice it. And so this is kind of like the same with boundaries, like practice what it is. Um, and then of course also know 
and have in mind what your strategy is for those possible responses that people can give so that you can prepare yourself for how to, again, navigate those and continue to keep on keeping on with your best interest and with your boundaries. And so um, if that sounds like a lot, it's because it is. And uh, <laughs> like we've said, we have not shied away from the fact that this is a big topic um, at any part in this conversation. And so again, just to acknowledge that, and what Shannon and I are actually doing to support you um, with this big topic and building the foundation for your healthy boundaries is we're doing a free five day workshop where we are going to be providing a prompt each day to help you navigate and get clear and start to realize you know what your boundaries are and how to actually implement them. And we are providing real-time um, feedback on that for your specific instance, because like you've probably gotten a feel, this is again, a very broad topic. And so it's important that you get guidance that will support you in your specific situation and that you don't try to take some advice and apply it just because it's like, well, those are kind of the same, right? Like you, you want like a custom suit for this kind of a situation. And so um, if anyone's interested in that, you can head to uh, the link in my bio or Shannon's bio if you are watching this on um, Instagram if you are or if you are on YouTube or if you are we're going we're putting this in all the places um, <laughs> if you are listening then you can head to the description and it will be there and you can just tap to it we start today however so it's important that you get in now um, and if you missed it if it is past June 11th then definitely do slide into our DMs over on Instagram at hey John Renee um, and at power.place.purpose and just let us know so that we can provide some support for you, uh, even if you aren't with us in the challenge. So um, key takeaways from today, we have talked about the four main problems that we see when it comes to boundaries, the misconception about what they are, um, that people don't know how to create boundaries that serve them and that people don't actually enforce or implement them and that they don't know what to expect when they do. And so we gave you some tangible insight, talked about the benefits, of boundaries, we talked about the cost of not having and then not enforcing those boundaries and how that can really spiral. Um, and we also gave you an invitation to come hang out with us. So hopefully you can take this knowledge and apply it and you know make sure that you don't fall victim to any of those problems. Um, and yeah, that's, uh, that's what we've got for you today. Do you have any key takeaways or do you wanna dive into what you've got going on and where they can find you? I, I just wanna remind everyone that this is a journey, right? This yep. is the marathon, not the sprint. No one learns anything on the first try. Okay. So give yourself grace as you're figuring this out, as you're tuning into the information that maybe you haven't tuned into before, as you're maybe experiencing some truths mm -hmm. and what that feels like for you, because we are all just doing our best. Yeah. Right? not having boundaries or using them the, in, a, in a less efficient way, or maybe not enforcing them. That's no judgment on you, right? There's nothing wrong with you. Um, you're just here uh, trying to improve and feel better. And that is where you um, can remind yourself when you struggle. Okay. Um, so just wanted to give that as a takeaway and then to let people know, you know, my work mainly consists of doing educational things like this, connecting with people on, on subject matter, um, that has to do with listening to yourself and living from that place. 
Um, but I do a lot of work with individuals. So my main focus is um, you know, one-on-one work. So if you want to talk to me about that, what that looks like, how that um, functions and all of that good stuff, find me on Instagram or go to my website, powerplacepurpose.com. There's no, there's no dots in there just before the .com and look around, see what I'm about. There's a place there where you can schedule a free call um, to just talk to me directly about what's going on in your life and, and what I might be able to do to help you. And I highly recommend anyone, Shannon is effing great. So uh, anyone listening, I highly recommend you take her up on that. So thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having this conversation. Thanks for having me. I love these conversations. Yeah, same. I'm glad that we got this in. I feel like it was very valuable. And the thing that I want to end it on um, is that boundaries are a really important part of feeling confident and self-assured because like we've shared, boundaries really do serve you and the other person and offering some guidance around what your relationship dynamic ideally looks like and empowering you with the ability um, to do that in a collaborative way. And if you can't communicate your boundaries or rather your guidelines as we've redefined them in our conversation today, because you don't know what they are, then how is anyone else supposed to be able to, you know, respect them for you or respect them with you um, and understand how to navigate their relationship with you? And so um, if you don't know what they are, it's super dangerous, like we have shared, to let someone else project what they think your boundaries should be on to you or what they shouldn't be. And so um, a thing that I like to always say is treat others like they like to be treated, not as you want to be treated because not everyone wants to be treated like you. And it's important that in order to have these collaborative relationships, we understand what it looks like that the other person wants to be treated like with that guidebook. Um, And yeah, that's why boundaries are so crucial in safeguarding for your sense of self and who you are. Um, And that's exactly why I work with people one-on-one to figure out what their boundaries are. And I'm bringing some of the concepts that I share with my clients one-on-one to our five-day group experience. And um, this is a really awesome opportunity to get supported in redefining what boundaries are and creating healthy ones for you. So definitely recommend that you join us if you can. Um, And yeah, I hope to see you there. As for me, um, you can find me at Hey John or Renee on Instagram. You can also head over to When Self Help Isn't Helping and you know learn more about what my beliefs and philosophies are and learn like some evidence based things as to why you know self help might not have helped you in the past and what actually will instead. Um, and then next week I will be here. I'm here every week sharing. Should I wish someone told me? Um, I'm talking with CS Phoenix and we're going to be talking about self-harm, ways in which we self-harm and that's going to include the physical and the emotional. So make sure to tune in on Friday, the 17th of June at 3 p.m. Eastern and we'll see you then. Sounds great. Thank you for this time together. Thank you for the opportunity to always share about things, not only from sort of the big picture um, idea, but also the personal, right? Cause we're yeah. all just people, we're all just doing our best and we're here with each other and for each other. And I'm grateful to, to do that with you. I love that. We're all just walking each other home. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Well, thank you so much. I can't wait for our next conversation on boundaries and mm-hmm. we're going to figure out what that looks like. So stay tuned for that. Um, and yeah, thank you everyone for watching. Please do share this with anyone and everyone that you feel would benefit from it um, and that needs to know how to create healthy boundaries for themselves in their own lives. Sounds good. Bye. Thank you.